Yo, my people, we're back, season two, and this is the second episode. We've got very, very special guests for this one. We've got Munter in the building. <laughs> big up. Big up, big up. Um, okay, it's um, been a while, it's been a while that we've come back, but now we've got two special guests to kick it off. And they go by the name of Mantra. Um, and they're quite cool. They're doing Instagram posts, they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, reporting, I guess, reporting the news. Um, and also helping out a lot of you know people in need as well. Um, if you want to introduce yourself, yeah, Mantra. Um, sure, okay. Hi, I'm Ayesma. I do psychology at university and I'm one of the people that run Mantra. Yeah. Um, hi, so I'm Sheila and I'm the other person that runs Mantra and I also do psychology at uni. So guys, how are you finding uni then? Um, yeah, so far it's okay. I think obviously it's a bit different because of corona and like well, I'm second year, so I got my first year kind of like experience, but yeah, it's not too bad at the moment. Yeah, okay. I'm on placement right now, so it's just a bit slow because of COVID, but hopefully soon, you know, I get to go Everyone back has in. Because obviously, one of you got do placements and the other does. Uni. Yeah, so the good. courses are like mainly similar in terms of content. Mm. Obviously, we're at different yeah. unis, so it just depends, but. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's really interesting. I mean, we picked psychology for a reason, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's amazing. I can't wait for third year because that's when we get to pick all our, you know, all our actual mm-hmm. modules that we want to do. So that should be really great as well. Okay. Um, yeah. So how did you guys, like, come up with Mantra? And what is Mantra for those at home that are listening? Um. So I think we started it, what, like, lockdown last year as well, mm-hmm. like, kind of similar to, like, when you guys started an episode it was around that time because obviously we just had a lot of spare time Mm, just more because we just felt like there was such a stigma around mental health like especially within the Nepalese community um it's not really like openly spoken about anything like that so we had the time and we something that we're passionate about so we were like might as well just do what we can to even if it's just to raise awareness it's something better than just doing nothing about it so I think it's mainly just for that reason just to like make people feel more comfortable talking about it yeah yeah really i agree like i think now is like the perfect not perfect but you know especially like with this pandemic going on Mm. and people inside i think this is like the perfect time to you know feed information tell them what's right or tell them what's wrong or educate people so hats off to you guys for um having months and just starting that when when did you start was that um beginning of lockdown um yeah pretty much beginning of lockdown i think um because obviously we all went like I was still at uni and then when I came back home I just had so much more spare time and obviously so did Ayushma so mm-hmm. I think that's when we were just like bored and we were like you know what might as well do something and like yeah. people have time to read these kind of things as well when you're just at home like if it's through Instagram and stuff people are on social media more when you're at home so exactly yeah, yeah. do you guys think there's still like a stigma on talking about mental health and like opening up about if you're actually going through some stuff definitely like you know the stigma surrounding mental health it's always been there and I don't think it's ever going to go away and I think it's just a matter of people not really knowing exactly what you know mental health is and I mean the only thing you can really do I guess is just have people or give people that information that they need to like learn more about it to get rid of that stigma but yeah I don't think it's ever really going to go away but it's just evident everywhere like especially in Nepal as well you know yeah again there's that like little bit of lack of information there that you wouldn't really have here because you know we're moving forward a bit more I guess yeah no Mm. I definitely agree like when I was in Nepal I was having a conversation about like just mental health in general Mm. and about Mm. therapy and one person was like 
oh but I'd never get therapy because people think I'm a bagel mm, yeah, so yeah definitely agree with what you just said yeah. like also the fact that you guys are pushing it on let's say platforms like Instagram is just mm. much um, I think it's much more effective because it actually impacts to you mm. um, or you know everyone that's actually on their phone and stuff so it's yeah. actually less said like we're always on our phones you know like we're yeah. more likely to view content that's on social media as opposed to like anywhere else so it's just seemed like a good idea to start off there and then who knows maybe ask yeah. each other. Yeah, did you guys hear about the the recent um uh, there's, there was a child that was missing the child i think he's a university student who was missing and you know they unfortunately found his body in a in a lake near essex mm, um, and that's like all of that all the news that i found i found that through instagram and twitter yeah. and stuff like that as well so yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy how social media can influence such a generation. Sure. Um, um, talking about like current news, have you guys also heard about uh, the Sarah case and mm-hmm. just like yeah. the conversation about women's rights? Yeah, definitely yeah. like mm-hmm. a relevant topic. I think we did look into it as well. Um, it brings about the whole thing of just like women not feeling safe and everything, like especially with the whole forest thing. I think Aishma really looked into that with the Sarah case. Yeah. yeah yeah I looked I looked it up because I think it was after the Sarah case was like broadcasted on the news and stuff that a lot of conversations regarding women's rights just like you know popped up in the media and like social media everywhere and I think like Sheila says it has a lot to do with this fear of like women not knowing whether or not they're safe out there and like yeah. you know in the case I think Sarah was like on the phone when she was walking home when she was kidnapped so it's like even though she was taking precautions, there's still that risk. Yeah. That obviously caused a lot of a lot of thoughts in regards to whether or not are we like protecting women as we should be, or like are they safe to do whatever they want to do? And like even in like everyday kind of situations, you know, I mean I don't know about you guys, but for me, like if I'm going out somewhere, like the first thing I think about is like, okay, like when am I leaving? When will mm-hmm. I be back? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. will it be dark Just when I'm back? Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that sort of stuff was really brought to light because of what happened. Exactly. With yeah. Sarah. And also, I think also, a lot of outrage was that, um, I mean, I don't know in detail, but there was a police officer involved in the actual... Um, yeah, the person who was charged yeah. was a police officer. So yeah. Essentially, it's like the people that are supposed to look after, like... Yeah, so who's actually... Exactly that. It's like, who, do you, who can you go to if not them? And it's yeah. like, they, they're taking advantage of their power i guess and like misusing it so and i think there was like on the police yeah i think there was a statistic that came out um by un women was it the 97 percent one yeah and alongside with that i think they said that only four percent of women who have like been sexually assaulted actually go to the police Mm. because either they Um, um don't don't think that it will change anything or they believe that they won't be able to like the authorities won't be able to help them properly so like already that kind of shows the extent yeah. to which like women doubt the mm. police's ability mm-hmm. to like help them in these matters so i guess it's a shame. yeah it's yeah. awful i wonder what it's like in like nepal so if you look back home mm. you know because social media is a thing but i wouldn't say it's as regularly used as mm. like the western world mm. in nepal so yeah do you think does anyone know anything that's happening in Nepal? um i think like with in terms of like women rights everything it's so so much like worse in nepal and it's so like backwards because 
even if you like look back at like things I feel like sex service is like really really like ingrained within our culture like from mm-hmm. from as long as we can even remember like I think before there was even that thing where it's like if your husband dies you should die with them or like what? and even wait, wait, wait. like if your husband dies you yeah, should die like, with yeah, them like there was would be like obviously really really bad. like tracing it back um you know no way you cremate, and it would be like the women would like essentially be like obliged to go and get cremated with the husband even if they're still alive like obviously that doesn't happen anymore but if you trace it back I do think like sexism has been like within our culture for a lot and even things such as like periods um obviously like it's not as much of a common thing here um but um you know in Nepal you still have like grandmas and stuff or like aunties and like didis and bonis who like if they're on the period they can't go in the kitchen they can't touch this they can't touch that just little things which we take as a part of our culture now which I don't actually think it should be as normalized like it's not something you can help it's not something like that but women are often very like you know dehumanized and degraded not as much as they used to be but it's definitely way way more like backward than what we have it yeah here here. it's still bad here here, but it's like you're I think you you know you're you're in a different environment where Mm. everyone is so different but in Nepal because everyone's so similar yeah it's like we can't really grasp what's happening but yeah, I think there was a little there was a movie that was made. Um, I was, was talking about it before as well, Unjola or something like yeah, that. That's where they and that kind of, yeah, that's where yeah. So you can actually see how you know what the family think about and what kind of traditions, mm. like deep rooted traditions that yeah cause all of this. So and it's like things like the Sarah case, like obviously as bad as it is, like things like that happen. I'm pretty sure like every other day in Nepal, it's just not talked about or it's not as brought to yeah, light. Like exactly. here that happened and through social media, through everything, it got so much awareness and spread it. And like, as it should, you know, like that is how it should be. But in Nepal, like I'm sure that happens on such a larger scale, but time, we just yeah. don't know about it and we just don't hear about it because it's not yeah. a priority. It's not women's right isn't as prioritized. It's not like, you know, as common to hear about those things because it's so oh okay that just happened like it's not yeah. as much of a I think, shock I think what makes it worse in Nepal is that because like the whole country is corrupt so you can if you've got a ticket or anything you can literally pay the police officer mm. and go so I'm mm. sure if you're yeah. in like a yeah. like even if you have sexually assaulted someone or you've done something like mm. if you have the money you can just make it go away yeah. like I think last year we made a post on an episode about how um I think a guy was killed because he loved the girl from a higher caste. Yeah. And like he was obviously murdered by the girl's family, but the police just they because the family were wealthy, they just made it go away. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't much justice done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um also I've got some some stats for you guys. Um mm. uh, credit to Montreal, obviously. <laughs> but it says here so data indicates that sexual harassment and sexual assaults are common on public transport, especially for younger women. Which I think is so crazy because, yeah. like, mm-hmm. how can you, you know, how I don't know, you should not feel, you know, scared to go on public transport, or yeah, you shouldn't yeah, feel you shouldn't, like but... you should be worrying about that, you know, that's. I think it just provides like the person with that sort of like anonymous feeling, like, oh, you don't really know who that person is. You're in like a, yeah. you know, like Nepal, my, you know, the little buses. It's like packed in yeah. there. You never really know what's going on, and it just gives that person that opportunity to just do what they want. I guess, which is awful, but it does happen a lot. It's so 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 common. Mm. And yeah, mm. yeah. I think um, I think it was in India a couple of years ago. They had the case of um, 
this girl she was on the bus at like nine like 9 p.m for us like i wouldn't even think that's that late to be wasn't it i I don't think it was 9 p.m i think it was like midday almost midday i'm pretty sure it was midday yeah it was like around because it was around um, 2 p.m i think I might, I might be wrong. I'm not too yeah. sure, but um, I, that's just what I remember. There was a documentary. I can't remember. It made, like, I can't remember the set time, but even just at any time on a public transport, like I think she got raped on the bus, and I think like four of the other people actually joined in, and it was yeah. not even like a she got raped let by me quite help a few people. Like people. it was just more, oh, someone's exploiting her. I'm gonna join in rather than like let me help. Like it just shows yeah. how bad and like corrupt it's even like it's disgusting. Yeah, like back home or back in India, anything is so much more worse. And I think that's why it's important that we speak up about it, like it, like in terms for everybody, not just like certain cases here. Because I feel yeah. like it does get enough or like as much as it should like attention here, but not as much back home at all. Yeah, I don't think women are given the same platform in Nepal as they mm-hmm. are given here. Like, I mean, anywhere we should be getting like a yeah. better, bigger platform, right? But especially in Nepal, it's like Sheila said, the way that women are like viewed is just not on the same level as men yeah. and I think that prevents a lot of women from speaking out as well as them being taken seriously and again mm-hmm. like you said before true like about the cover-ups and like the police and stuff yeah. it just gives them more ample opportunity to yeah. do that and, yeah. yeah I think what you said is very true as well because if we look at the news I think Nepal tried to um like bring out a bill that basically said yeah. that women under 40 had to get permission from their like yeah. homes before they can travel yeah and i think they like tried to justify it by saying that it was you know a, a means measure. to protect women yeah. which is not the case because women can get trafficked regardless of whether they get permission from their families or not that's not how yeah. it works right? yeah. I mean, I like it's still, never going to stop that yeah like the whole idea of like men owning women is still very like prominent like mm, that's definitely. what it is i feel like they're like trying not to let go of that ideology yeah if you want to find out more about that you can actually check out both the posts <laughs> on month or an episode it's on our instagram quick oh, yeah. plug mm-hmm. <laughs> um so that brings another question of you know improvement and solutions so mm-hmm. what should be you know what is the solution what would you guys say is because i've got quite a few ideas um mm-hmm. and one of them is social media and influences mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i feel like influencers have a lot of especially in this generation where kids are just on their phone and yeah. You know, the next hype trend could be because, I don't know, someone wears, like, a Skepta wears, like, a shoe or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. ASAP Rocky wears a shoe mm-hmm. and it's worth Yeah. So why can't that be the same with politics? Yeah. You know, or feeding out information that actually educates people. Or, yeah. yeah. I think what, like, what, you said, what you said about, like, educating people, like, that's the main problem. Because yeah. a lot of people, like, when the 97% stat came out, a lot of us weren't aware of that. But as soon as you know we saw that we're like no way like mm. this is such a big issue so i think mm. it's more about educating the people yeah, yeah. Sure. i think like it's all about education also just normalizing the topic i think a lot of people do feel uncomfortable when you bring up things like rape or sexual assault because obviously it's like a sensitive topic like it is it's hefty like you can't just you know have a casual conversation yeah, about it yeah. but i do think it should be something that's more normalized especially among men i don't feel yeah. like men tend to sit with other men and discuss stuff like this like maybe with their mum their sister their friend whatever it may be but I do think if men kind of normalize talking about it with other men and not feeling as you know or like I don't want to come across like a feminist or whatever it may be you know like I think yeah. men talking to men about it and educating other men definitely like brings about yeah. like a change I think 
Yeah, I, I do stand on that. I think men do need to talk to other men and figure it out because, mm. you know, it shouldn't be a subject where we kind of shy away from it because, like, yeah. it, it just shouldn't because it's such a big problem and, mm. you know, if it's causing people to be scared to go on public transport alone, you know, and yeah. that yeah. says something, right? For sure. Like we said, you know, there's that whole thing about not all men kind of thing that was going mm. about. And I think when me and Ocean were talking about it, we were saying how it's not all men but it's enough men for it to be an issue like yeah. it's not just a matter of okay some men don't some men do but because there's so many men that do do it it's become such an issue so I definitely think people yeah. need to acknowledge that that statistic came out like there were a lot of people saying that can't be true and like there's mm. no way that it's 97 percent. it must be lower and it's like regardless of whether that number is correct or not it's just the fact that it's up there should be mm. enough to you know, like, gone to some type, some type of change. Yeah. You know, it should be enough I mean, to bring about that conversation. I, I don't really want to reference the TikTok when they're talking about this, but <laughs> I, I saw this TikTok about, like, someone was like, oh, it's not all guys, but then it's like, oh, it might be because, oh, like, why is she walking at nighttime alone? And it was just referencing mm. all these different cases from all over the world, like, like the Sarah case, um, the police officer, like, the case in India about how it happened, like, during daytime or in, like, mm. in public while she was using public transportation mm-hmm. like surely mm-hmm. you'd think that if you're around like other people in a pub like in a public bus then you should be able to feel safe yeah you but, know i think i've seen that tiktok and it just shows yeah. like people think that there's a way to avoid this but really like there's there's a risk no matter what you do yeah. you know okay fine you don't you don't take the bus because there's risk okay you walk but there's risk there as well you know, like it can happen anywhere and I think that's like the biggest and most scariest thing about it is that no matter like where you go or what you do yeah you even like your Uber home. driver like you can't exactly. you know you can't ever be too exactly. sure that you're gonna be safe going home yeah. yeah I think also the Nepalese like I'm talking from a Nepalese like um community point of view but in the Nepalese community it's not talked about as much so mm, I feel like there needs to be changed yeah. there definitely needs to be like people talking about it because otherwise how will you know you know if you don't talk about it yeah for um, sure i think um, it's it's different though like it's it's different um with like the nepalese communities here compared to back home like mm-hmm. i feel like the communities here are more open-minded they might not be like the most open-minded but they're definitely more open-minded than the ones back home okay. yeah, yeah. Um, like the younger people in the communities like here for example they're a lot more open to these types of conversations as well compared yeah. to like, maybe back home i mean i can't really speak on the young people back home because i don't really know but you know, when you look at um, the older generation, there, this is not a conversation that you can really have easily with them. Yeah. You know, like it's always like, oh, kino, kino like there's no need yeah. for this, like off gatherings yeah. or that kind of thing. Yeah. And like you guys mm-hmm. said, like it's such a such an important conversation, and it needs to be had, especially with the older generation. Like they're the people that need to know about it most because we're kind of more informed, like due to social media, whatever it could be, we're a bit more informed about everything, and it makes it yeah. easier for us to be more open minded. But because and it's not really their fault but they just haven't had that you know like exposure on that information that we do so it kind of yeah. makes it a bit more difficult to be mm-hmm. open-minded mm-hmm. these like new new things yeah like it just yeah, all comes sure. down to education at the end of the day mm-hmm. i feel like just educating each other and like trying to just even educate yourself if you feel like you yeah. don't know enough yeah something that just popped up in my mind was when do you guys remember when they had the farmers protest for all the people in india yeah yeah and so yeah so the people kind of got mad because they were like why isn't our local authority you know speaking about this speaking out like about this or 
why are they moving a bit shy? But then mm-hmm. a famous person like Rihanna, she did a little post. Mm. And, you know, the, the Indian people were praising her. So yeah. they were praising her and they were, pra- they were like kind of looking down on the Indian government saying, Look, why does it have to take a, a famous person to you know, speak yeah. out about this or like share a post about this for the world to know why, mm. why isn't our government doing this or why yeah. isn't our people doing this? You know? So I think that kind of, uh, you can reflect that back to the situation that's happening in Nepal or, mm. you know, this, this whole um, subject of feminism. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. Someone needs to talk about it. Someone in, you know, you have to kind of leave yeah, like, part or... Like, yeah. you can't really change what other people think and stuff, but if you can talk about it with other people, maybe you can inspire them to talk about it with mm. someone else yeah, and yeah. make it a known issue. For sure. Exactly. Do you agree? Um, going back to the the whole police, uh, like how you can't really go to police as well, I just read up on this stat. It says, in the last year alone, police arrested uh, 1,008 85 individuals and filed cases against 312 individuals in the Kathmandu Valley for sexual harassment mm. and other offences in public places. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in one year alone, like, that is a yeah. lot of people. And I think when you say that, it comes to mind as well, like, what people view as, like, harassment or, like, whatever yeah. it may be. I feel like it's not always necessarily a case of, like, being sexually assaulted or whatever. Like, harassment can just be in the form of, like, catcalling. Like, it doesn't have to be something so major for people to take it seriously i feel like that's what it is especially in nepal for them to even consider it to be something like there's a fine line between like let's say like a compliment and harassment like you can catcall someone but you know everyone's aware of their surroundings you can observe body language you can observe what's being said back to you like you know when you cross that line if you catcall someone and someone takes it as a compliment which i don't think that's how it should be taken as but if they do cool like they've acknowledged it let it go but if you can see they're uncomfortable they're walking away from you I feel like a lot of men like will then carry on and then that's when it becomes harassment like you can't justify certain harassments as like oh but I only said it because I thought you were like good looking or whatever it may be there isn't really a justification for harassment which I feel like some men do tend to use to just be like well it's only because I thought you you know I found you attractive like yeah you can't cross that line yeah yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, if you feel uncomfortable, then... Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like, because I'm sure you guys know, but girls from a young age are taught, like, to be very careful when you're, like, rejecting someone just because you don't know, like, what they're going to do. Do you know what I mean? Even if you want to mm. say no, like, say it nicely, let them down gently, tell them you have a boyfriend, doesn't matter if you do or don't. And it's, like, even things like that, they kind of just add to the add to the idea that like it's so normal yeah and like we should you know like you should be able to say no and just move on but because there's that risk like you just never know what's going to happen and I think it's the responsibility of like the person paying the compliment or whatever in that situation to like try and see the signs and just do the respectful thing and move Mm -hmm. on yeah Um, because sometimes girls can feel a bit afraid to say no or like reject the person downright you know you never really know what's going on Mm. yeah like it kind of reminds you of like you know like the stories you hear when you're young it's like there's some people out there who'd like ask out a girl and then mm. she'd reject them and then they'll be like oh well she's ugly anyways or yeah. they'll like yeah. slut shame or, or call her like a slag or something yeah. yeah i don't know if it's a matter of ego or what it is but you just see that so much like, yeah mm. even now like it's, it's still so common i feel mm. like, like i'm pretty sure as like girls we've all had that where a guy will like if you reject them even if you could do it in the nicest way and they'll still like have something to say about it yeah, after. Yeah. I also yeah. feel like it should never reach a point where 
And I'm saying it should never reach a point, but it probably has reached a point where, like, you, even if, like, it'll reach a point where if you don't get catcalled, then you'll feel like, oh, is there something wrong with me, you know? Yeah. You get me? So, like, that should never be a thing, but I yeah, feel like that... it is becoming a thing. Mm. Um, though, like, we've talked about this so many times because, like, when you think about it, it's so weird, right? Like, who wants to be catcalled? Like, it's not, like, a nice thing. But then you think about it and, like, practically every, like, mm. girl you know has probably gone through a similar experience in their life so when you're like the only one that hasn't for example it can mm. be a bit like mm. well why not like is there something wrong yeah. with me like is there something lacking in me am I not desirable enough and that kind yeah. of like idea is just pushed by the fact that catcalling and all mm. these kind of things yeah. are so normalized and yeah. happen like so much on a daily basis yeah but yeah it's it, like it can kind of seem strange at first but yeah definitely I think it adds to like you know, girl self esteem is almost like because exactly. of I think yeah. it links straight to mental health as well. You know, oh, if you don't yeah, perceive that, sure. yeah. and it's the same with boys too. You know, it's mm. sometimes mm. no. I mean, I hate to say it, yeah, but there's <laughs> some of my boys when they if they lose their hair, let's say yeah, or like they're losing mm. hair, you know, what well, it's fine. It's it's not that deep. Like <laughs> you're losing hair, it's fine, but you shouldn't you know be like oh damn, I'm losing hair. Like this is the end of the world. Like. Mm. Like, I want to be like I want to have hair on social media. All my all my friends have hair on social media. Like I don't want to be the bold one. Like, I think I think like what you said about social media as well. Like we discussed like the benefits of social media and educating and making things go viral so everyone sees it. But there's also like so many pictures on social media where they're photoshopped yeah. or they might not necessarily mm-hmm. like represent something mm-hmm. um, yeah. well. But because of that, it can have a huge impact on not like not like everyone's mental health. So not just yeah. girls like not just girls, but guys yeah. as well. I think I it's think... just a matter of unrealistic expectations being yeah, out there no, for like, exactly. especially younger generations. I think it's still as bad for, you know, like us even. But if if it's like a fourteen, fifteen year old boy or a girl going through, you know, changes whatever, and they see all these yeah. unrealistic expectations that will like take a toll on their mental health from a very young age, and like then it's really hard to come back from it because yeah. it's been set there... from that age onwards. There have been cases like where people have, like harmed themselves yeah. because of like they don't look a certain way or mm. they feel shitty about how they look compared to like other people their age because yeah. they think oh yeah. how this person looks on insta is how they look in real life or how they look every mm. single day which mm-hmm. is not true it's yeah. a lot of pressure to live up to do you know what i mean like seeing all that on social media yeah. instagram wherever and then not seeing that in real life without knowing that those pictures are, sque- are skewed without knowing that you know there's like photoshop or whatever yeah. and it's like yeah. a lot of pressure to live up to and it can really impact your self-esteem how do you think so how do you think we can tackle it like how do you reckon there should be laws that you know say you have to do this this that or I feel how like do you kind of make it straight if it's, you know i think like instagram kind of yeah. introduced this new thing where people are getting insecure about likes so they removed likes and well, I'm not sure if they've done it with for everyone's account, but they kind of remove likes, so you can't see how many people have actually liked your picture. You can it'll, it'll only say like, oh, like these people have liked, but it won't give like the number because some people oh, like if you get like 20 likes on your pictures and someone else gets under like 100, you might be like, oh, well, maybe I'm just not as attractive as them, yeah. which mm. you know. And I think there's this like um, little movement that started recently called like no filter or something yeah, where like the person will show like half of their face with the filter and half without to mm. kind of like promote this idea of not everything you so- see on social media is real so don't yeah. worry if you don't look like that you know like that's that's I not how you should be looking it's like important to keep in mind as well like with social media and pictures whatever it's like it's everyone on their best day best makeup best lighting like whatever it is you know like it's just it's like 
I think like it's said it's been said a lot it's just a snapshot of like a day mm. or like whatever it is so I think maybe trying to just keep it as real as you can like it sounds like kind of obvious to say and probably like cliche like just be you or just be real but I feel like that's all you can really do because what like you can't control how other people post their pictures or edit their pictures whatever it is but I think it's keeping in mind that it's not always exactly how it seems on social media I agree have you guys watched The Social Dilemma? Um, no, but I've had it really yeah. good. I've, I've watched it, but it's, I fully forgot what the plot is about. So it's not a plot, it's just, it's like a oh, documentary. Isn't this so, the one I was telling you to watch like 20 yeah, yeah, times? So I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up watching it yesterday and, you know, it, it basically talks about how everything that we, like the younger generation go through on social media or like just on their phones has all been like calculated. So, you know, it's yeah. all algorithms. So just mm-hmm. repetition after repetition, sometimes like, They'll know, you know, how long you you click on your photo for, or how fast you did the like button, or something. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. something crazy like that. And then right. they'll just make computers where it just repeats and it just feeds them what they want to yeah. like hear. Mm, and what what the documentary was about was that you know the people that actually engineered it are now you know fighting back, saying you know we should actually have respect. They they don't use it themselves. Like the people that yeah. actually made it, they yeah. don't use it themselves because like, they know how addictive have, it is. Yeah, yeah, we should have like you know ethics to kind of determine like where the children go because you know, yeah it, subconsciously it's just impacting you know millions of people because there's just like so much data now so they're finding like flaws in your not flaws but i guess kind of like things you're more likely to be addicted to or like things that you're more likely to react and interact with mm. so for example like you might interact with someone's um picture more than like everyone else's you might not notice mm. it but yeah. like the algorithm will pick it up and then they'll send you notifications whenever someone posts or things mm-hmm. like that just to get them to use like instagram or any other social media more yeah and they're basically kind of like using your time so it's like yeah. you're a big definitely give it a watch it, like, yeah it's like it's mm-hmm. like they have yeah. like a digital you know model of you and yeah. inside yeah. your model is just like your likes how many seconds yeah. you the likes what you like and what the, you don't like the thing is they can predict mm-hmm. like what you're going to do as well yeah what you're going to do That's how because <laughs> computers are smarter than humans so yeah. yeah yeah and we're speaking about this like it's just a movie but it's actually real life yeah, actually, yeah. like we're yeah. yeah we're actually you know involved in this definitely so. give it a watch it's on netflix yeah. social dilemma right now <laughs> yeah. yeah no i social think it's so crazy. Quite hard to get caught up in all of that stuff and like it doesn't seem real when you say it but like that is the reality of it which is like kind of hard to even like comprehend that brings us on to the topic of what is your screen time on your phone tell me your screen time bro you know what it is yeah for me recently like i'm not really on social media like that but mm. i'm on tiktok like, it's just so addictive you know yeah. like when you're just is sitting it more down than five hours bro is it more than five hours <laughs> a day um i mean like i have like my Mine meetings and facetime and stuff like that on my phone so definitely more than five hours a day on your phone that's crazy. i would say like six hours but only because like i spend Whoa. like time listening to music and leave my phone yeah. there yeah or like mm. yeah when i'm driving like my phone's always on and it's just playing music or if i'm on facetime with someone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. isn't that so crazy like yeah. six hours like six as well can't yeah can't like my instagram and snapchat times are probably like 30 minutes 45 minutes each but mm. Even that's bad, to be fair, but, yeah. Should we just snap some self-driving and then just leave it? Say, <laughs> never me. Never Sorry, me. Sorry, bro, do you have a car by any chance? <laughs> no, no, I don't, actually. Bro. Oh. No, I think it's, um, especially now, it is hard because there's not as much to do apart from, like, yeah. 
you know you can can't really go out as much so like it is harder to like yeah. stay off social media and like not on your phone as much because like we have not much else to do you know it's nice still... isn't it human interaction like actually seeing other people yeah, talking you... to them I yeah. think you like appreciate a lot more now because like even yeah. when I see my friends now when I go out more like I appreciate that so much more than when I used to just like be at home so it's kind of ironic yeah. that now when we're appreciating it we can't really go out and do it yeah you yeah. always yeah to be fair but that's what it takes sometimes so yeah. when do you know when everything's opening up so next week right um, Monday um, I think it's only outdoor stuff isn't it yeah, yeah it's Monday yeah. Well. yeah yeah Monday so are you how are you guys feeling about that I'm so excited <laughs> Just Same, I can't wait. go out yeah. and like actually like just feel like have normal again I don't think it'll ever be like back to normal it's just mm. the new normal we're gonna have to adjust to but that's better than what we have right now it also makes you realize how unhygienic uh, life was before yeah like imagine the train <laughs> you get me? Used to ride yeah. yeah all those people <laughs> someone just breathing right next to you <laughs> oh that's crazy that's so who's in yeah. you right now um i'm i think they all in uni as in like, like oh as in, in like staying in uni oh um oh. i'm going back to uni tomorrow so i came home for like a week so i'm gonna do you have like a student union or um yeah we do yeah but i have no clue what's gonna go on with that because i have not been keeping like up to with that stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing i'm excited for man like just having like unions communities back mm. just socializing with them going out and going to the pub or something no you guys are lucky you have like all these like societies and everything Aww, yeah. speak out here man Aww. Aww, i don't get to be part of a way. team no it, it will be nice but i feel like it'll still take a while to yeah definitely get back into like how it used to be yeah so yeah. are they doing like rule of six or what is it rule of 12 I don't even know. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I just know, know you can like outdoor restaurants and outdoor places are like open. Yeah. So I'm oh, so excited okay. to just go and sit and eat somewhere as well. It must like, be. Yeah, I can't wait to like eat out. I can't see. Uh, I'm gonna fist bump the, the waiter. The first waiter I meet, I'm gonna <laughs> fist bump him. I'm like, I'm gonna tip him five pounds. Wow. Uh, make it tenner. Make it tenner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like, do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna tip the waiter, yeah, and then I'm gonna put on an episode story that listen to the podcast. <laughs> Because I told you I was going to tip you. <laughs> That's the oh thing to do it all. No, I'm going to be so, like, happy to just be out. Same. I think it'll be yeah. nice. Great. And because the weather's getting, well, I say that, but it's getting a bit nicer. Well, to be fair, it's, like, it's been, like, 20 degrees. It's snowed and rained in the same week, so. Same day, bro. <laughs> same, same day. Same day, yeah. <laughs> in Liverpool, yeah. And that. It gets like that. Global. But, yeah, it was really nice speaking to you all. Yeah, um, I think so it was really like, good to get your guys' perspective on the whole yeah. thing, like, as well, so. Yeah. Right. Actually, Nepali word, before we go, Nepali word. Oh, yeah, yeah. How can I forget? Oh, Should we go to Nepali word? Mm-hmm. Man said, how can I forget? And then you want to <laughs> come. Um, Nepali word. Bro, am I going to get the same set of words out again? <laughs> no. Girls, <laughs> do you have any words? Do you guys have any words in, like, oh. Nepali that might be difficult? Mm. Probably not. I don't know. I can't think of like you just put me on the spot now. I don't know. I can't think of anybody. Alright, right, cool. I've got I've got one. Um Gopya. Mm-hmm. Okay, Gopya. Okay. Do you guys know what that is? Isn't that secret or like important? Yeah, she, she's yeah. got it. It's it's a secret. There a song oh damn, I didn't know that. That's hard. Yeah, there's that a song, like, yeah. that's, that's, like... song that has that. that's what I thought, but I didn't know if it was the same, like you could use it in the same context. That's okay. hard. I didn't know Gopya was a secret. Yeah, it means secret. 
Can you keep my gopia? <laughs> never, please never do that again. Right, oh, on that no, note, no, guys, no. Um, let's call yeah, it an we'll episode. Catch you next week, next week, we'll uh, next episode. We'll yeah. catch you next time. He said next week, like you guys are going to be on it next week. <laughs> <laughs>